Welcome, welcome, welcome to Life on Purpose with Cam. I am your host, and I have a special guest with me with me here today. So um, I'll go ahead and introduce him, and then I'll let him go ahead and kind of tell a little bit about his journey and purpose and time, and just super excited to have him on. So his name is Eric. He goes by Easy the Barber, but I formerly met him as Eric. So thank you so much for coming on. A pleasure like thank you for having me I'm, I'm humbled wow you um you I think we uh it's what's, what's interesting about this is I think when I met you we were actually venturing into um or doing a few episodes on King Daddy show with Sean and so I think it's the journey and the line to even doing this episode on life on purpose is so like purpose driven because I think at that time I was working full time, had no idea that I would be launched or answer the call in doing this and then have you on the show. So the, I don't know, the iron behind it is just still mind blowing to me. So I'm grateful and I'm grateful. Yeah, it's like, it's just mind blowing to me. So again, thank you for just carving out time. Um, and even more ironic about the whole thing is that I had just gotten back in contact with Nafisa. Shout out Nafisa. Shout out to Nafisa, yeah. Love her dearly. <laughs> Love her dearly. I had just got back in contact with her randomly. I hadn't seen or spoken to her in like 18 years. Wow. So like everything happens for a reason. So we're we're here for a reason. Yeah, yeah, and that's it's like okay again. So I was re- I'm a big avid reader, and I was reading a book the other day, and they had a chapter in there called uh, Purpose and Time, right? And I think they had a quote or something that says something about life without purpose is time without meaning, and so it also said under there that it's useless to keep track of time if there's no end toward which we are moving. And I, I wondered if you could relate to that a little bit in, you know, in your journey as it relates to purpose and, and, and how you're moving. Yeah, for me, uh, I don't think I had or I don't think I knew my purpose for a majority of my life. Wow. So when you discover what your purpose is and you, you kind of start moving in that in a, in a direction towards a goal okay. in life. If you have no goals, then you're kind of just existing. You're not really living. And once you decide upon a goal and you decide to chase it and, and create it and make it happen, to me, that's what, when I decided, like, that this is life. Like, I was just living. I mean, I was just existing for a very long time. And then I, I started living. I feel like I'm living life now with a purpose. Wow. So it took you some time. And I think that's so true because even if you think about it, when we are children and as we're growing, right, we have these somewhat goals that are kind of, you know, we put onto our children when, you know, we're growing up and we're like, okay, you should do this. or we suggest certain things. I know you and I can relate because we both have children, but um, then talking about, our children about purpose when they're when they're when they're four or five it's like you know I'm sure that you're doing it now with your son but if you think back to when we grew up 
purpose what what was that like I didn't have a conversation about purpose um with my parents I know I didn't (laughs) no one ever (laughs) told me like you can do anything no one ever told like I didn't have that I was an only child I my mother was a single mother who worked a lot okay. to, you know, make ends meet. And so I spent a lot of time by myself. I'm, I'm, I have a lot of friends, mm. but I am okay being alone. Mm. So. Would you consider yourself and an introvert? <clears throat> I'm an extroverted introvert. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm not shy at all. I, I have no problem speaking in front of anybody, however many people. I'm not shy at all, but I am more to myself than, okay. than probably your average person. And you kind of like uh, grew into that, you know, being the only child? Uh, that definitely helped. I was alone a lot as a child, so I had to make, you know, I had to become my own friend. And that's not always easy either, <laughs> you know? Well, being a child is hard and you grow up and you're learning how to be an adult pretty much yourself. I didn't have a father figure at all. Okay. I really, my mother was single, uh, so I didn't really have a male figure to show me how it's done, you know what I mean? So I kind of, from adolescence, was figuring it out on my own. Wow. Well, okay, and you are, and for the listeners, I know, you know, but where, where are you originally from? Where did you grow up? How, talk to us a little bit about that. Uh, I grew up south of Atlanta in a city called Fairburn, Georgia. Shout out Fairburn, Georgia. Right. Graduated from Creekside High School in 2000. Uh, I went to Clayton State uh, briefly. I was there uh, wasting time. (laughs) (laughs) I was wasting theirs and my time. Uh, So I kanye my way out of college and dropped out. Um, And took a job in corporate. I was in corporate for a while, for some time. Uh, about nine years and I hated every day of it <laughs> and it was not for me I used to put on a suit and tie which I hated every day and go sit in traffic which I hated every day to go to a, a job that I hated every day wow now were you and, single at this time for those nine years um okay. yeah for the most part I was not a relationship type of guy you know what I mean that wasn't my thing okay and the reason I'm asking that so I had a couple here and there but nothing significant okay and the reason I'm asking that because I know a lot of times we know when people are working these jobs um and it's you know you can obviously pursue purpose and work a nine-to-five I'm not saying that but I hear a lot of times people um say well I'm working because you know it's for the family and you know I have children I have this but why do you think even you know being much younger and not having those responsibilities what do you think made you stay in that nine-year position uh honestly I think to go back when I was younger, I never heard like the encouragement and the to like when I mean like in school, like even from like school was just like you had okay. to go. It was mandatory. But I didn't know like my only options coming out of school were you gonna go to college or you gonna get a job or you gonna go to the military. Okay. I wasn't going to the military. Okay. Only jobs I had ever worked were, like, part-time jobs while I was in high school. So I went to college, but I didn't know why I was Mm, going. Okay. You know what I mean? And 
even when I dropped out of college, okay, well, I'm not I'm still not going to the military, so I guess I got to get a job. And I went and interviewed with SunTrust for a position I was not qualified for okay. at all. But <laughs> I really think I had a, a, a young black woman who was the district manager, and I think she gave me a chance because I know there were people way more qualified than myself for that job. <laughs> but she put me on, and I did the best I could at that job. I was there for like three years. Okay. But uh, I was, again, I was just there. I, I didn't have a passion for it. I didn't care anything about it. It was just like I had to pay bills. Okay. You know, so I had a job. I left that and got into property management. And I did that for about six years. I hated that okay. too. But I needed a job, you know. Paying bills. And eventually, mm-hmm. yeah, you got to pay bills. Um, and I'm still single. But, you know, I... Eventually, one day, just, I could not take it. I had a manager who was, you ever met anyone who was a habitual liar? Like, compulsive liar? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, my manager was a habitual, compulsive liar. And I couldn't take her. I couldn't take the job, and I hated it, and I couldn't take it anymore. So, one day, I literally just walked out. And I remember getting in my car, like, hitting the steering wheel, mad, (laughs) cursing, because I just quit my job. I had no backup plan, but, like, I, I just couldn't take her no more. Like, <laughs> I was over it. And so I really made the decision, like, I'm not going to fill out any more job applications. Like, I'm I'm not, I'm over it. I got to figure out what I want to do when I grow up. And at this point in time, I'm, like, 26 or right. 7 in that range. <laughs> like, what do I want to be when right. I grow up? And I, um, I had never cut hair before. But... I figured I would go to barber school, learn how to cut hair, and I would do that in the meantime until I figured out what I wanted to do. And I got into barber school with no, I mean, I had never cut anything before. And I learned from scratch, and I was really fortunate I had a really dope instructor. And he just taught me, like, we're the same (laughs) age, you know what I mean? But he was an instructor, and I was learning, so... uh, he was he was so dope and he just really like helped me develop a passion for the first time in my life for what I was okay. doing and that made me go really hard at this and 10 years later I'm still doing this and I love every day of it yeah that like there's no way that you could tell me and you know to the listeners you know you guys can't really get the visual part but you know if you follow me on my social media accounts you will be able to see some of his work um while you're listening to this podcast but there's no way that like so when i read that in the article i think you did another interview uh with someone where you said or i think i was watching a video and you said that you had net you you weren't cutting hair like you didn't know how to do it you just you just went the way like if i look at your haircuts on men and women there's no way that that's believable to like really hear you say that out of your mouth because and I know maybe over years and a period of time you've been able to perfect your craft but it looks like <laughs> you've been doing it for like 20 plus years like the cut the cuts are so you're Thank welcome you. but they're just I, I would have never thought that so shout out to you know the person that trained you and then just all the hard work that you put in um, during these years of just perfecting it because I mean I, I would never I can't even it's hard for me to believe like it is because you're you're really really good at it um, I appreciate that I think anybody if you put 
a lot of effort into whatever it is you're doing. Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you put a lot of effort into whatever it is you're doing, if you really go hard at it, like I've been doing this for, including barber school, this is my 10th okay. year. And I never stopped, like never stopped working. I, I still go to classes. I still attend hair shows. I still watch YouTube videos. I never stopped learning. So this has been a process. I didn't learn how to cut hair 10 years ago and I'm yeah. really good at it. Like I never stopped learning how to cut hair since I started Got 10 it. years ago. And anything you do, if you're really passionate about it, you really, you know, go hard at it and it never stops. You never get it. The day I feel like I got it, I need to stop cutting hair. <laughs> right. Always a learner. That's, that's interesting. That reminds me of some um, video I think I watched of Kobe and he was talking about that. Just always learning and perfecting your craft. Like never saying like, you know, yeah, you're the GOAT or, you, you know, you're the best, but you're always in a posture of learning. Um, learning more so I like that so you start out at the shop because I know that you are the owner like you have a business partner um, but you were formerly working under or um, at another salon yes uh, I started okay. in a barber shop <clears throat> fresh out of barber school um, I was the 15th barber okay. and I was brand new I had no clients I couldn't get anybody to get in my chair so I had to go get them <laughs> Like, you were one of those barbers that was in the parking lot, like, hey, what's going on, Miss Lady? No. Okay. Not at all. No, never. No, I, no we okay. had plenty of those, which is why I could never get clients, because they would get clients okay. walking in the barbershop before they even came in. When I say I went to go get them, I would be, I was in the streets, passing out okay. cars and flyers, asking people if I could cut their okay. hair. You know, I was giving out free haircuts at times. I was doing anything to get a person in my chair. Because once they were in my chair, I, I had a retail okay. background. I if I could do anything, I could provide customer service. And so I was in a hood barbershop in Decatur. <laughs> Shout out to Decatur. That's Inside. where I came from. That's where I started my barber career. So, I, you know, shout out to okay. Decatur, Western Chapel. Um, but I was, I was the best at providing customer okay. experience, you know, giving a good experience. I wasn't the best barber in that shop as far as cutting hair, but I made customers feel like, you know, they were getting an experience and okay. not just a haircut. And that's how I went there. So I got clients and the, the owner of the barbershop decided to move that barbershop uh, out to Snellville, which is outside of Atlanta, outside of Stone Mountain. Um, and I made the decision to go because I wanted something different from what I was experiencing in Snellville. And I definitely, I mean, excuse me, in Decatur. And I definitely got a different different experience in Snellville. Um, and I did well out there as well. But Snellville was 45, 50 minutes from my house okay. with no traffic. And I just, after three years, I just, I couldn't keep driving there. Um, and in the midst of all this, I have developed like, a great friendship with a uh, stylist in the shop, Danielle. We were best friends. That's the homie. Shout out, Danielle. Um, and we both were like-minded when it came to our business, how we wanted to approach it. And we decided to open up a salon suite, uh, an opportunity presented itself. And we just decided we were going to go into business. And that's when we created uh, Beauty and the Beast Hair Studio. And we were in a salon suite for years. Uh, operating with just us two, um, 
okay. in Sandy Springs, which was kind of like North Side. It was a side of town neither one of us had ever worked on. Um, and it has turned out to be amazing in hindsight. I'm so thankful that we, we found that location and moved out there. Okay. Shout out Sandy Springs, Georgia. We've been all over. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, you know, and just, uh, just in February, we were fortunate enough to open up our first wow. storefront location. So Beauty and the Beast Hair Studio is now a storefront location on, on Roswell. Wow, Road congratulations. Spring. I can't wait to come see you guys. <clears throat> yes, now, you said Beauty and the Beast, and now I read something, too, that said you are the beauty and she is the beast. So that's turned around. <laughs> yes, he's the beauty. Now, that's turned around. Now, now I've I've definitely seen you and I think that you are a wonderful looking man, right? So <laughs> now now you're the beauty. Now tell me tell me the story behind this. You're the beauty, she's the beast. Why? Um, it started off like ironically, shout out to my wife. My wife actually gave us the it. idea. Uh, for Beauty and a Beast Hair Studio. And it was so crazy because uh, I shout out to my wife because she was always comfortable with me having female friends and that fact that one of my best friends is a female that I met through work, you know. So when we had the idea of possibly working together, you know, there's like, I got to run, I got to talk to my wife, you know. My wife was like, y'all should name it Beauty and a Beast Hair Studio. We're like, word, that's the perfect name. And she was like, and you can twist the name like he's the beauty she's the beast like word because <laughs> danielle's a beast like she is a beast like she's she's dope she's been doing what she does for you know twice as long her whole life okay. pretty much you know what i mean and i'm just starting out pretty much you know so okay. like she's a beast you know and and it, it works perfectly because i have tons of female clients and i mean i think i make the guys handsome yeah. i don't want to call them beautiful but have tons of beautiful oh, female clients. I get so it. Okay. Wow. Okay. So that yeah. even that story behind that is really, really dope. So, I, okay, that just opens up so many more questions. So, your wife now is she an entrepreneur as well? Yeah, she actually is now okay. an entrepreneur as well, which is so dope. She quit her job for her birthday in 2018 pursue a career and, okay. uh, she's a chef now wow that's so dope so I know that being a barber being a bar an owner an entrepreneur being in that arena like you said she trusts you a lot obviously because your business partner um, is a woman you're always with women like I know that that has to be just some form of trust that you guys have built within each other like so how did you meet her how did you meet your wife uh, through my, <laughs> through one of my other best friends, who's also a female. <laughs> they, uh, and I have male friends too. Don't get it twisted, but you know, these, you know, but uh, Candace, shout out Candace, uh, and my wife Aaliyah went okay. to Clark together years ago, and my wife moved back to okay. uh, Jersey after school okay. after she left Clark, and years later. My wife decided to move to Atlanta and she got back in contact with her college friend Candace, who at this okay. point in time is now my best friend. So when uh, Leah moves oh. home, moves to Atlanta, you know, of course we meet and, you know, 
purpose and time again <laughs> like purpose and time i really think i may call this episode purpose and time i'm not sure but um that's so dope so you guys so you meet you marry and this is where you are and so you have a you have a son right so how did that come into play? Did you guys kind of uh, yeah. map that out and say you want to be married for a, mi- a minute before you actually have children? How did that work out? Uh, we had Evan like almost a year to the okay. day that after we got married. So we, <laughs> we, um, no, we didn't plan it. I don't <laughs> think we planned much of anything when we got married. Just, I mean, I knew I was going to marry her because she was the first, it was the first time that I didn't okay. doubt that I would. You know, I had never thought about marriage right. before. I think like, I remember you telling me that, that that wasn't even on your radar. No, not at all, honestly. For the first time, I, I just knew what? that that was going to be. Yeah, this, this definitely has to be called purpose and time for so many reasons. So back to when you're when you're cutting women's hair. Okay, so I've seen pictures. I've actually, you know, I know someone that's actually, you know, gone to you uh, for many years. And so, but when you, let's talk a little bit about this. When you are transforming, cutting a woman's hair, she decides to do the big chop. What's one of the first things that you yeah. hear when you place a mirror in front of her? it's usually not words it's usually the expression like that's my favorite part is to to see their expression you know I do a a, I do a good job of like keeping them away from the mirror during the big shots you know just because I want them to get an experience when they turn around you know so the expression on their faces now do you get the other side of it like do you get to hear like the stories that that maybe push them to that point Yes. Um, one of the dopest parts about my environment, uh, being uh, in a salon suite for years, and then now even being in a larger studio, is the intimacy that we have. Uh, there's not a lot of okay. people there. There's, you know, so you get to have some real intimate conversations with these clients when they come in, and I'm, you know, I, I can talk to anyone yeah. about anything. So these people get comfortable, and they share a lot of their stories and. A lot of their stories are so inspiring and uplifting and they've come so far. Usually when a woman decides to do a big chop, she's she's made a transition. She's making a transition in her life. This is the physical manifestation sometimes of that. And, you know, those physical manifestations may include going to the gym, changing diet, you know. It could be a tons of things, but usually when this transition happens, they're they're going through something mm-hmm. or have come through something and this is like that's so interesting wow so on the flip side with these men let's talk about these men these beards your products because <laughs> shout out to me because I still cut men a lot of people don't think I yeah, cut men anymore, yeah I you cut definitely men. cut men and I want to talk a little bit about your products like you, you know, not only are you a barber, but are, you know, owner as well, but you have products for beards. And can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yes. Um, so we have a regimen line, a hydration regimen. It's three products that we use. Um, we have a hair and body butter, which is a shea butter and mephora butter uh, mixture. It's a whipped cream it's 
technically good from head to toe. You can use it in your hair, on your face, uh, your beard. You can use it on your body. You can use it on your ankles. Keep those ankles moisturized. Keep those heels moisturized. Um, then we also have a hydration mist, which is by far our most popular product. It's awesome for our natural hair clients, which is everyone we service. Uh, you can use it daily, and it's uh, pretty much just meant to deposit moisture while also rejuvenating the active product that you already have in your hair. So the same product that, you know, same way women use water to kind of rejuvenate the product that they already have in their hair, well, the water also will dry your scalp and hair out. The same way when you get out the shower, if you don't put on moisturizer, you dry out. Well, the same thing happens to your hair. Well, this is hydration mist is an aloe vera based product so it's meant to to deposit moisture while also reactivating the product in your hair and then our last product is a finishing oil which is a lightweight non-greasy body oil which is my favorite product it's it's amazing so those three products are meant to pretty much uh, provide all the moisturization so and at the end we're gonna you know obviously provide time where you can tell people how they can connect with you order these products because you know i I think i may need something for my heels too so um yeah (laughs) definitely um that's so dope i I think that um the latest crave or you know for women and for men have been these beards now a lot of people i have not seen as many um as i have in these last maybe like two or three years like they've been trending they you know that's something that you get men that often come that say you know they want maybe a more fuller beard or you know it's graying out they want color to it how do you how do you maybe speak to that for men do you have those type of clients yes absolutely um a lot of my male clients of course have beards Uh, there's not a product in existence that will make your hair grow where it doesn't grow but what can, what can happen is that you can promote healthy hair growth. And what people don't realize is the way that they care for their skin will affect the way that their hair grows as well. Um, it's kind of like making sure that your soil okay. is good so that you can grow healthy grass. Same thing. And so I do a lot of services now um, that stimulate and promote healthy hair growth, uh, facial steams and beard steams and cooling treatments you know there are things that you can do to promote healthy hair growth so that the hair that grows can be as full and healthy as possible it sounds like i mean it's it's almost like an it's we're having a conversation interview whatever you want to call it but i'm getting educated as well i hope you guys are enjoying this i could probably like talk to you all day long just about this about time about purpose about all of this but we have to keep it moving so i want to talk about this pandemic that we're in with you know we're considering that we're in an uncharted territory right now eric what are some ways as a business owner and a leader um that you're focusing on right now um i would imagine that you guys have officially stopped taking clients or you're not making house calls but what are some ways that you know you're focusing on right now what are you doing right now Um, So we have officially closed um, in 
until further notice because honestly we just don't know i could put a date out there and then may have to change that date as well so we're being diligent and honestly uh danielle and i have been you know in constant contact as, as well we are taking advantage as business owners and entrepreneurs and just as creatives we're taking advantage of this opportunity uh at home trying to do things that we wouldn't normally get a chance to do because we're business owners and we service people all day uh you're just busy constantly uh we've been traveling we you know you're constantly moving and this is the first time in probably 10 years that i've been able to sit at home for yeah. a couple weeks you know with my family <laughs> like we have family time. Like, they're actually pretty cool when you <laughs> when you get out and yeah, sit that's out true because... and get to talk with them you know and yeah. Time yeah and just that. leveraging I guess like you said just honoring the time and space that you're in right now because it's going to change mm-hmm. you got to live in the now I'm a firm believer in that like right now is the only time that exists and you have to take advantage of it because there was so much time where right now had me somewhere else and not at home with my family. And if I can sit at home, if nothing else, like if the mm-hmm. universe is telling me like sit home, this moment, then I'm right. going to sit at home. Because I, and this. I can remember like, you know, when we first met, we kept, I think when we were on the group chat or whatever, we would always say, well, what time is going to work? What's going to be, when is going to be a best time? Oh, I don't have that much time. And it's crazy just to see now, oh, we have all the time in the world, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, and so I'm a big, um, uh, I, I definitely believe in honoring the space and the atmosphere and whatever you are given, like taking a full advantage of it and leaning into it. Leaning into things and spaces is probably one of the best ways to like, you know, avoid the resistance because it's you you do more harm i think when you are resistant towards what is that's, that's an absolute fact mm-hmm. <clears throat> whatever you resist persists and i know that's cliche but okay. whatever energy you put out this is just me this is how i think whatever mm-hmm. energy you put out is what you're attracting if we spent more time focusing on the things we want and desire and the goals and the dreams instead of things that we do not want we would attract those same things we are creators we are creating our existence we don't all do it consciously we don't all realize that we are doing it whatever you're putting out you're getting back and if you're not satisfied with what it is you're getting back you have to change what it is you're putting out and so I, I'm really just focusing on okay. the things that I want back okay. out of life. What do I want to attract? Yeah. And so people just, they're, they're resisting something that they don't want, meaning they're putting their energy into something they don't well, want. And I think that that can go, that's so like... <laughs> Is universal like it can definitely speak to relationships business um it's it just can speak to so many things so that's a 
yeah just your whole life your whole existence your whole life but yeah. um yeah thank you for even sharing that tidbit that was that was definitely powerful i love that so what would you say um to what would you say has been one of your your biggest struggles in just you know getting to where you are right now my biggest struggle would be being a father okay. when I've never seen that you know done before uh, being learning how to be a husband when I've never seen that done before you know those are the biggest struggles those are things that I and when I say struggle it's just okay. it's, it's a growing pain you know it's mm-hmm. not that it's bad or you know but just mm-hmm. growing learning on okay. the fly on the job training those are things that you know cutting hair right. is cool like you know I can cut hair and I can talk to people. That's cool, but I've I have to teach somebody to be right. a man when I right I, you know, and knowing what that you, looks like you know? and and what are you holding that I guess you know candle up against? Okay, what was I shown? What was I taught? Um, I can see that. That's that's really really good. So, how would you say um, to the maybe the average twenty year old or twenty five year old that may be listening to this and they're thinking? I want to do that. Like, I, I see what he's doing. I see his shop. I see how he's thriving. What's like the, I guess, the best piece of advice um, that you would give them? And I know everybody has their own walk, right? They have to open their own doors and, you know, let go or spring into um, or leap into something on their own. But just being where you are right now, what's one piece of advice that you would tell them? Uh, it's not easy, <laughs> but but easy does it. <laughs> I know that's cliche. I'm sorry, but seriously, it's gonna be hard. But what was hard was doing something I didn't enjoy doing. You know that was hard too. Okay. You know, going to work every day when I hated it that was hard. Um, but even getting to where I am right now, like there's been all kinds of obstacles, but there are no obstacles. Just, you, you have to find solutions. Okay. Like you have to just keep going. If you have a dream, if you have a goal, like you can achieve it. Like no one ever told me that when I was younger, you can do anything you want to do. No one ever told me you can own a business. You can create a business and, and, and it be successful. No one told me that. I didn't know that, but I, you know, that's my, goal to tell everybody I come in contact mm-hmm. with. I speak as much as I can to programs, universities, schools, okay. students, anywhere I can go. It's just- uh, to tell them, you can do anything. You can be anything you want to be. You, is it going to be easy? No. Not at all. And if it's easy, then it's as easy as it comes it will, can be yeah. as easy as it goes. But if you work hard for something, you can achieve it. Like That's what I would tell anybody listening. Anything. And that's that's a great segue into something I wanted to ask you about. You said easy does it. And I followed you. Um, I felt like I was um, with you when you went out of the country to Jamaica. I saw that you had a clip and you had some kids that were loudly, boldly professing easy does it. And I would like to think that, you know, you shared that story (laughs) with them because the way they were just chanting it and just 
just the look in their eyes like it just looked like that was an experience can you talk to us a little bit about that trip when you went out of the country to Jamaica yes um, that was one of the best experiences I've ever had you know as a professional um, I'm fortunate I I don't know if you're familiar yes. with the Talia Wajid brand, but Talia Wajid has been in the natural hair care industry for 20 plus years, and she's huge. And I'm very fortunate that she saw something in me and has, you know, I've been working with her and her company for years, um, and she saw fit to take me to Jamaica okay. to do a product launch um, and thought I would be a good representation of her brand, and I appreciate that. I'm so thankful for that opportunity. And while down there, we did a, a hair show, okay. or a, more of a workshop, but it was huge. And um, also, I had the opportunity to visit the YWCA down there and, and some of the high schools down there and speak with the students and just share that same message that, guys, you can do anything. And their, their schools and their, their cities, and they don't have anything compared to what we have as far as just material stuff, you know what I mean? But man, it was so heartwarming and so uplifting for me to be able to look them in their face. And for for them, I'm nobody. I'm I'm not a celebrity. I'm nobody. But for them, I was, you know, a barber from Atlanta from America came to us, you know, and, and told yeah. us like we we can do anything. Yeah, we can be that, anything. I mean... <laughs> yeah, it was it was that was the best part of the trip, and it was an uh -huh. amazing trip from beginning to end. But being able to speak because I speak to students here all the time you know and it's it's the same great feeling but they might not have ever heard that there in Kingston Jamaica they might not ever get another opportunity to hear that and if nothing else yeah, hopefully I left them with that you know <laughs> Go be yeah great. You can, I mean the videos I know that they did, didn't do it justice but I felt like I was there I felt like I had some of that fish that was on your plate like I saw everything <laughs> Yeah, there was enough to share. Yeah, there was definitely enough it just to looked to like share. you had an amazing time over there. So let me ask you this. What's, what do you see in the next five years for Eric? Where, does, where do you see him? 2025. Whew. Take us there. That's such a great question. 2025. That's a great question. I have a, 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 like a motto almost. Wow. I'm just trying to be a legend. I don't know where that takes me. I'm kind of like okay. in the space where I'm creating. And mm -hmm. I'm enjoying right now. And what I have been attracting and what I've been getting okay. back has been amazing. And every goal that I have set out for that I, I chased ferociously, like I've been able to achieve. And I feel like there's nothing I can't accomplish. Uh, will it be hard? Sure. You know, will I have to put in tons of work and effort? Absolutely. But that no longer scares me because I, I can see the fruits of, of labor, you know? So in five years, I don't know, honestly, what that looks like because I, I haven't created it yet. But the wheels yeah. have probably already started turning. And I anticipate uh, being in a happy, loving space, enjoying my family. <laughs> my son will be a teenager. 
by then. Um, teaching him how to drive. I I just I plan on having the same smile on my face then as I have right now. But I love it. I think that that's one of the reasons why I'm definitely going to name this episode "Purpose and Time" because I think when um, when you are operating and moving in purpose, time takes care of itself. And you no longer have to track it. <laughs> and, yeah, time is, yeah, it's like, time is not but you know, as people that do interviews and you talk to people, you you even see it, you know, on jobs, they ask you these time-related questions. But I, I like to believe that when you're moving and operating your purpose, what is time? Yeah, so it's it's something that I ask, obviously, because I you know want to kind of know, engage, you know, where you are, but. It's it's actually a question that's not relevant when you're operating in purpose. So, um. someone told me a long time ago that the only time that exists is right now, and the future doesn't exist. The past you can never go back to, but everything you've ever done in your life has pre you to this moment that's why it's called the present <laughs> and that has to be true if you just look at you just I mean it's just there's no way to like even explain it even further to look at my journey look at your journey and then to look at us here today who knew like right purpose and time it's right here right now right exactly I didn't meet you two years ago I wouldn't be here right now talking to you yeah I think was that two or three years ago um, I, again, I'm so grateful. I want people to be able to connect with you on a professional business level. Um, I even see you being a mentor. Um, just, I mean, I know you told me, you know, some of the areas that is a challenge for you, but I think that you have what it takes. I think that a lot of times we can't see it from the outside looking in, but I want people to be able to connect with you on a business or professional level. Can you let people know? where to find you, how to connect with you, and about the products as well. Uh, yes. Um, the biggest platform that I use is Instagram. Uh, I am at Easy the Barber on Instagram. All grammatically correct, all one word. Easy the Barber. Yeah, that's why. And um, there you can find all of my information. Um, my website is attached to the link in my bio. My website is bnbhairstudio.com. That's B as in boy and B hair studio, um, all spelled out, and .com. <laughs> and all of my information is there. That's pretty much sums up my whole professional life um, in picture form. And I'm very thankful for that platform for allowing me to reach so many people that I would not normally come you know in contact with so I appreciate that like people if if you're not using social media for good you know then you got to change your your feed you got to change who you're following my my social media uh, all of it is so positive and so uplifting and I have so many you know wonderful things beautiful people that I follow and it's uplifting so if you're not getting if you're not gaining or learning something. Yeah, I think I just page. shared um, that with someone when they were talking about, um, you know, just different things that people were sharing. And I said, you got to clean that up. You know, what are you looking at 
on a daily who are you following you may have to clean that list up <laughs> you know just to keep that positive mindset and mental space good Absolutely. yeah yep it all goes back, back to that so um listen when you guys open back up i would love to come there and actually speak with you and danielle um to get you guys back on the episode just to kind of see where you guys have gone from the pandemic to opening back up so if we can you know possibly um schedule that sometime in the near future oh we will absolutely schedule it yeah and i know you guys will be booming with um, old clients new clients all of that um as well so again thank you for being on the this episode I appreciate your time and sharing your purpose story. I am Cam, your host. You can reach me on Instagram at lifeonpurpose, the numbers two zero. You can also email me at lifeonpurpose20 at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you and thank you for tuning in to Life on Purpose.